I, we, we've had a conversation on uh, off the air, multiple conversations at this, up at this point about these discovery episodes and, yep. and, uh, you know, we're sorry again, if you are a discovery fan, we have to be true to ourselves, you know, like we don't want to like pile on, but like this, this is, I just think this is the Star Trek show that like, I don't think either of us just really, we don't like it. Like, 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 and, and there are a couple episodes, but I could point out that I, that we, that I do like of it. But those are not episodes that we have seen on on the show yet on, on our podcast yet. So, if you if you don't like Discovery, I would say keep listening, and because I think we'll probably address some of those issues. If you do like Discovery, listen if you want to. But you know, if you want to skip this one, I understand. You know, we did we've done a couple of TNG episodes. We really liked the last two episodes, so go back and listen to those. But yeah, we are going to be doing a little bit of uh, Discovery complaining for a bit here. So, <laughs> strap in. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And this episode is called Forget Me Not. It is Discovery Season 3, Episode 4. And it is written by Alan McElroy, Crystal Vestry, and Anthony Maranville. Maranville? I don't know. And it's directed by Hanel M. Culpepper. The Memory Alpha synopsis for this one is, Burnham and Adira visit the Trill homeworld while Saru's efforts on the Discovery to help the crew reconnect yield surprises. Sorry, I read that weird. But uh, while, Saru's efforts to, while Saru's efforts on the Discovery to help the crew reconnect yield surprises. A lot of, uh, a lot of verbs in the, the last part of say, that. Yeah, there's, there's several phrases. Yeah. <laughs> What's the... Yeah, so this is our first season three Discovery episode. Um, we actually th- this one actually I think unlike the last Discovery episode we watched actually explains what's going on around it pretty well I think between like the opening previously on and also the the pretty long uh, Stardate monologue from oh, from from Hugh. From Hugh. Uh, I think it also helps that this is like very early on in the season, so it's just yeah, basically less, like less has happened. Yeah, they're in the future. They don't know where Starfleet is. There's this thing called the burn where a bunch of Delithium exploded and caused a bunch of the planets to be separated from each other. And now they're kind of like running around trying to find Starfleet. Yeah. They've picked up a new visitor. Yeah. Yeah, so why don't you... I mean, real talk, I really did not like this episode. Like, I found it like just kind of like insufferable like from start to finish. And Fair enough. It does... It does seem like this one i feel like is very heavy on what you did not like about season three yeah like which is like like a major theme of season three is like everyone was traumatized by discovery season two and is like having feelings about it and like yeah and but like it's just it's just like variations on like the same thing over and over but it's but it's also it's like it's like that but then it's also like it's just a lot of like the really kind of faux philosophical stuff that I that I don't think has a lot of meaning that they talk do on the show a lot, and and there's just also just a lot of like that Whedon that Whedon dialogue that I don't like where it's you know where it just oh sure everyone's like well don't do that like you see something you know don't say say anything really inspirational right now okay and it's like all right I'll try and then later on, like, say something inspirational. Try not to die. Oh, okay, that worked. Like, I just like the, it's just so yeah. quippy and blah. I just don't like it. That's fair. Yeah, and I, I mean, I feel like Adira as a character is like a big source of like that's 
very much like part of what their character yeah brings to the show i guess yeah it's a combination of those two things like and and sa- same same with michael to a degree like like yeah i guess michael's the other one that's a lot like that yeah, yeah. Because every now, every now and then, like when Saru would be on the screen, I'm like, "Oh, Saru!" Like you know, not not that I like loved that either, but like I was like, at least I like this person. Like you know, when I don't have to. I mean, again, another person who's a really melange of that stuff is Tilly, and another one that's really a big melange of that stuff is um, Stamets. You know, yeah, like, that's true. I guess that is kind of also Tilly and Stamets' thing too. Yeah, and you know, and whenever she actually gets to talk. Yeah, but but like I don't know, she didn't really have a lot of like really quippy stuff to say in this. Like I don't know, I think she they let yeah. her like have a little bit more, like her her like trauma out of all the people who had trauma in this episode. I found the definitely the most interesting to watch because like other than that weird thing where she's trying to do the haiku about Stamets dying, like yeah, most of the, her other stuff she got to kind of feel like a real person, you know, like. I don't know. Yeah, and it, and it was something where like you you had kind of like you actually got to kind of see it. Yeah. You're just like, oh yeah, it. Like hers, I feel like was sort of fleshed out or like believable enough. It's just like, oh yeah, like this is what she went through, and like it definitely like shook her up, and like she has to try to deal with it now, but like doesn't have the tools to do so and needs help. Well, she also like the other thing about her in this is that she's the only. I think she's the only one of the characters on this episode who gets like what I would say is like a. Like she, she's the only person who like fits the diagram, the 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 Venn diagram of a gets a proper arc, and b that arc does not involve mind palace stuff, which as you know <laughs> is like one of my least favorite things in in fiction. That's true. This this episode really did hit like all of your yeah all of my pet peeves about things. Discovery. It really really was just checking them off because yeah like we'll get to it, but like at the end of it like Stamets and and uh and Tilly make up for basically no reason like like they they don't yeah they just kind of happen to be in the same room and are just like okay well we're cool now i guess yeah and, and then yeah and then uh adira and and michael are like kind of hanging out and then like they they get their moment of catharsis because of just like some dumb bs that i hate like and so whereas like detmer talks to hugh who is another one of the characters on the show who i like like yeah. and they have like a real conversation about something, <laughs> and yeah, where she's like, "This is really hard for me to deal with," and he's like, "Yeah, like you are in a like sort of job where you're kind of expected to be a certain way," and she's like, "I think I need like help." To talk and to he's yeah. like, "Okay, like let's make an appointment." <laughs> right? Yeah, and it's just like it's just like two people having a conversation, you know? Like, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like this is this is relatable," <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, well, yeah, why, anyway. why don't you take us in? I think we've 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 even talked about who Adira is, but I think we'll we'll talk about that quite a bit in this episode because it's yeah, the, pretty the main, I feel like the, this episode does focus mostly on like I not all Discovery episodes are like very focused, and I feel like this one does like have a fairly focused like kind of beginning, middle, and end story. Yes, which I do. I I do appreciate that. Like you know, as as you know, we we talked about that in in uh, the last episode that we did. Of Star Trek, where it's like that of of, of uh, Discovery, where like that episode just kind of ended, and Kim and I were like, "Oh, it's over." Like this this one, it def it did. There was like an actual narrative arc that which I was, I was yeah. I did appreciate, you know. So yeah, so the main the main plotline of this one is so Adira is I guess an episode or two before this, they they try going to Earth, 
and Earth is like no longer part of the Federation and kind of has its own, I forget what they're called, but like its own kind of fleet and like that. And then so Adira is a human that lives on Earth as and is like serves as part of this military and then decides to join Discovery because they reveal that they are a human that has been joined with a Trill symbiote and the that Trill previously was like a admiral of the Federation. And mm-hmm. so so they're like, well if we can but but Adira can't remember can't like access any of that Trill of like memories from their past lives. And so they're like, well if we can like unlock Adira's memories, then like we can find out where the Federation is, basically. Because that's kind of their whole thing at this point. Is they're like, the Federation is like somewhere in like some space station out in space, and we have to find them. Mm-hmm. So they decide to like take Adira back to tr- the Trill like planet and see if like they know how to kind of unlock these like previous Trill memories. Mm-hmm. Um, because Adira also had like doesn't have any of their own memories, kind of b- before like the point a year ago where they got joined with the trill either and so it would be like we would unlock like both you know adira's memories of their own life and then also of all these other trill and so adira and burnham go to trill and like beam down and the trill are like oh we didn't know that it was that you were a human with the trill symbiote in you and like that's like an abomination and sacrilege and like you have to leave right now or like there's there's kind of two sort of factions there's one person that's like we should basically like kill adira and take the symbiote out so that it can join with the trill again Mm -hmm. and then there's this other kind of they say he's like the like religious leader who is like no like the trill you know we're kind of running out of trill and like we have more symbiotes than hosts that are able to join and so like this might be the future of the trill as if we can start joining with other species i have a lot of thoughts about this scene is is one of them that like apparently no one remembers that like Riker joined with the Trill for a while? <laughs> well, I forgot about that as well. But um, well, one of my thoughts is just that like, uh, if, did you watch Shit's Creek? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, there's one of the city councilmen on Shit's Creek is plays the um, plays like the leader of the Trill, and it's very funny because she oh, really? she's she's not like that at all in. She's a really good character on Shit's Creek. Like she's, but she's yeah. not like that at all. On she's, she's very not wise, you know, and 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 <laughs> and refined on on very stern in that, yeah, yeah, in 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 Shit's Creek. But like nothing that anyone is saying in this scene feels like it means anything. It, it just seems like so contrived to like just like get people to like where they need to be, right? Like like. Like for you know this problem kind of actually doesn't it's not really it doesn't really start but it's I think I was thinking about earlier where they're like kind of like they keep on talking about how like we're nine hundred years in the future, and then they're like they say but they say very definitively like no one's ever bonded with a a a, a non trill has never bonded with a, a successfully bonded with a with a symbiote before, <laughs> which as you pointed out is not true but also, I mean I think that one was like they did have like a limited amount like he was like gonna die like, yeah. it was only a short term thing but. sure. But then, yeah. but I was like, how do you know that? Like, like it's been 900 years. Like you don't, maybe this is normal. You don't know. Like, like especially because like they point out later on in the episode that like when they're talking about um, Stamets being like, well, I tried to figure out a way to not 
to not have a human pilot of the spore drive, but I couldn't. And then, and then, uh, yeah, and Saru, was Saru like, says like, well, there's been 900 years of technology. Maybe someone figured it out. Like, and it's like, yeah, well, why isn't that true of something this? Something we can use now that could do it. Yeah. But then, like, they they beam down though, and then so, so first of all, it's like, why didn't they say she was a human originally? Like, why did why did they? Yeah, they do. They do. It, that is kind of contrived because like they like you know, like hail the trill and they're like, we have a symbiote that wants to come back to trill. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, we're super excited for this. Come on. And then like, it's a surprise to everyone that like, Oh yeah, by the way. And then like immediately when they find out this one guy is like so aggro and he's like, she's an abomination. And, Cause the, at this point, like Tal is not public identifying as, or deer is not public identifying as non-binary. I'm still using she, her, pronouns and so she's like she's an abomination and i was like you don't even know like you you'd never heard of this until two seconds ago like right like you've already come up with like a religious opinion on it and yeah and then because then the other guy is just like well this might be the future this is like what we need to start doing yeah well that that makes a little bit more sense and i i I like that actor i think he's doing a pretty good job in this episode but that but but then also he says like well we the burn decimated a population especially people who can do the who can do a joining. And I was like, yeah. why? Like what, 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 what was so special about the burn that made it so that all the people who could like match up with your space slugs, that, that those are the ones who got, they're the ones that died. Yeah. It, it, and then, and then like it ends with the, the, the leader being like, if she stays, it will get rid of the one thing we have left, our ideals. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what does any of this mean? Like this doesn't, you're yeah. just saying a bunch of stuff that like, without, like you're just like well clearly we have to get her to leave, we have to get her to make them leave so that she can be she can sneak into the caves. And, right. Like that's they're, they're yeah, trying to get like her someone point has to mention, me, but like, someone has to mention the caves so that we know that they exist. Yeah. And then we have to like send her away. Yeah, and then it's just like, but okay, like I understand that sometimes you have to have things happen to do other things, but like show me any sign that you've thought about like 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 this is just, like this scene is just so I just thought it was so like ham-fistedly just like meaningless. Yeah, like like they didn't they didn't bother to like actually come up with a reason why anyone would say or do any of the stuff that they say or do in yeah. this episode. I feel like that's a fairly common criticism of like Discovery as a show. That like I feel like that's a thing they do a lot is like they will just like have things happen for the purpose of because there has to be an episode of Star Trek. Yeah, right. That like think like things will just kind of happen because like they have to in order for the story to go to a certain point and so the amount of like time or effort spent on them is so minimal because like well no one really cares why it's just like we have to get to the next part because like then the, like that's where the next major set piece is yeah didn't did not uh did not care for that <laughs> that's yeah so yeah so they go to they well so then they like are being escorted off the planet and then basically the 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 bad like government like trill government guy yeah like tries to kidnap them because he wants to like forcibly remove the symbiote from adira and michael like stuns all of them and then the like religious guy kind of like comes out and he's like okay like i'm not supposed to do this but i'll take you to the caves and they go and there's like this pool that adira goes into and like floats in and then disappears. I and don't then know. yeah, gets like like gets like sucked underwater, and then. But it's like she's like, not there anymore. Yeah, it's like, like a shallow pool, and like Michael like goes and like flails around, and then she's like, "I can't 
feel Adira in here anywhere. <laughs> just like, what? And they're like, oh, you have to go after her. And so, like, Michael lays down in the pool and also gets sucked underwater to nowhere. Yeah. And, like, they both appear in this, like, Windows Media Player visualization. Oh, that's a really good description for what it is, yeah. <laughs> that's all I could think of. Yeah. Because it's, like, all these strings, like, sort of, like, moving around in a circle. And it's, like, it's, like, those old things, like, when you first started playing, like, would put a CD into... Win- into a yeah, and you could pick, like, what, what it looked like when it was yeah, playing the sounds. Like, yeah. Oh, man. You would just, back. like, sit there and watch it. Uh, and listen to Jars of Clay or whatever. I would rather watch that than watch this. <laughs> yeah, because then it's, like, oh, well, your memories are unlocked if you let these weird little fibers touch you because like that's that's the that's what the those are memories i guess well, not, those are like no i think those are the, that's the, that's the symbiote trying to connect with her i think or with, with them i think yeah but then but, but yeah it's very unclear like is this like inside her or i yeah i think so is this some like place in the pool what is the pool what what it's yeah <laughs> so when, it's, they, when they walk into the pool too like i think i think there is one or two episodes with the pools in ds9 i think if i recall correctly oh really but they walk in there and michael's like this is incredible and i was like is it it's just like some pools <laughs> like, like a like, shiny pool it's just, yeah it just looks like kind of, kind of some like it looks like kind of like a hot spring that like someone put some lights under like it's not you know <laughs> it's 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 sure. not that it's bad but it's just like it's just some caves like uh-huh. It's a cave, and you can see you. At some one point, you see one of the 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 symbiotes like hopping around in there, you know. Yeah. But yeah, but so then once she gets down there, once they both get down there, they then Adira they have to like basically just like remember. It's like the mind palace stuff where they have they have to like remember yeah. things or decide like, things based yeah, on like, like see their previous memories. But they but they have to do it by like traversing physical space within this fake place, which like does I, which I just yeah. is boring and it has no stakes and it never works. It's not it's always bad. Like it, it Yeah. But yeah, but and basically kind of what what Adira ends up remembering is that basically like the the symbiote used to, you know, be joined with Grey, who was Adira's boyfriend and like they loved each other and they kind of relive this like gray being joined and then like kind of coming to terms with like oh like i'm still you know i'm the same person but now i'm all these other people too and then their ship was crashed or like was attacked or like something like something happened and gray was dying and they were like you know the medical drones were like gray's gonna die but the symbiote might live if we like transport him transport it into another host right away and adira was like okay put the symbiote into me and so it's kind of this like traumatic memory of like how Adira got the symbiote and that like Grey dying, which is like something they didn't want to remember. Well, right. Cause the way, then, the way this is actually like explained in like the physical space of the show is that first Adira remembers when the symbiote was put into Grey by like walking over to like a hospital bed that suddenly appeared where gray is and having this memory and yeah. then and then there's like a <laughs> there's like a box there's like a christmas present yeah that like she has to decide to open walks over or they, they sorry that they have to decide to open and it's like there's this you know like the the, the place is collapsing like the memory palace is collapsing and then uh, for some reason again yeah yeah and then michael is like adira quick open, open the, the box. box open the box i'm like this What's i don't this is dumb like you're just saying like remember your boyfriend dying like that's all you're saying like like yeah like but that would sound stupid 
if you said that, but also this is stupid. Like it, <laughs> the whole thing is stupid. Sure. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so they remember everything and like come out of the pool. Well, first they, they meet the, they meet the other. Oh yeah. And th- so like, they kind of like, they finally remember everything. And then like all of the previous like talls sort of like walk up and they have this like little moment and then they come out and Adira like, speaks their names and like the troll accept them now. And uh yeah, and then when the, when they come out though, then we are greeted with one of the most controversial images in That's what we should have talked about at the the cold open actually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh we were yes. one of the most controversial images in Star Trek timelines history. So we were the dumbest reason to like not the reason you would think. Yeah, so we 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 have not talked too much about timelines lately. I mean, we talked yeah. a little bit, but like, I mean, we also haven't played timelines. Yeah, we haven't played timelines, and so this I think this happened about two years ago. This this controversy happened. Have, yeah. So we we were still playing at this time. At this time, but so there there's a so Adira when she when they come out they say they say that now, now they are Adira Tal because Tal is the name of the symbiote and and so like they're they're kind of joined and so there was Scarlet Timelines is this game we've talked about before where it's kind of like it's like one of those like kind of Marvel or Star Wars games where you have to kind of like assign these characters you get it's a free to play game to like these different missions to like accomplish stuff and and like the more you play you can like get currency that you use to like buy better like more there's like this whole collection of different like cards that are all the different versions of different characters and you can like acquire more and more yeah and we had a good time playing it in events or stuff yeah Yeah, we had a good time playing it it's definitely i think a little bit less economically manipulative than a lot of these other games are at least it was when we were playing it but i think you know it's just one of those things where like you have these cycles and you go through and we kind of just kind of got tired of doing it you know but there was a controversy when this came out where they released a i'm gonna try to get this right like so they that because I was looking it up while we were talking. I think it, yeah, I think it was like as part of an event, you could get an Adira Tall card. Yes, and it was if it, you were like in the top like hundred people in this event or whatever. And it was called Adira Tall, and yeah. it had kind of a more like normal looking version of a deer where they're wearing like a Starfleet uniform, and this was later repurposed for for a different. I think they called it like Earth Defense Force Adira yes, or something like that. Yeah. Correct, and. Yeah, basically they like put up like assigned the wrong art to like the card or something like that, I think. Yeah, and then right? people start yeah, and then people started like getting ready to get this card and that and every, I think I think I think everything else about the card was basically the same. Mm-hmm. And, and then but then they realized oops, we did this wrong thing and so they changed it to the image they meant to use or allegedly that they meant to use which was Adira wearing this weird towel that yeah, like right they after. Get, yeah. yeah, which I, I saw online. Apparently, some people started calling that that because the because the card is called Adira Tal. I guess some people started calling that character Adira Tal, which Adira is funny. Tal. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> and people went crazy about it, where people were like, "Well, I've been like spending real money to try to prepare to get this because I really liked the art. Everything about the card, else about the card, is the same." Yeah. But they apparently like really wanted that other art and like, which is like a, a pretty boring art, honestly. I don't, I don't think either of the arts for those two characters are very good. Like looking at them again now, like I mean, whatever your mileage may vary, but like, I, I also don't like Adira very much as a character. So like, who cares? Yeah, but it was like a like, like the the game had to like issue a formal apology. <laughs> yeah, 
And it's just like, I don't know, people were just such, such like babies about this thing where they're like, well, I wanted the other of this thing. And I don't know. It's just, but like, it's like, I guess I get it if you're spending like a lot of real like, money on the game. Like, but the first I heard about it, I think, was when like they like posted. Because like, it was like one of those things when you open the game, there would be like this like news thing and it would be like this like apology of just like, we regret like we made this mistake with the art and like here's a bunch of free stuff up, yeah yeah and I was, I was just like i didn't know there was controversy about this and so like you you assume like with the character like that that like they like used the wrong pronouns or like, like you know like misgendered the character or something like that and it's like nope they just changed the art in this game it was bizarre it's like, i guess i kind of understand it if you were like dumping real money into like a, a lot of money into that thing, but also the, part of my cynicism on that is like, well, if you're dumping like a lot of money into this game, like I don't know, you deserve whatever happens to you. You shouldn't be doing that. Like, <laughs> but anyway, I just I, I totally forgotten about that. And then at the end of the episode, like they get out and they're wearing the towel, and I just like my brain snapped back to this weird non controversy from this this game we used yeah. to play. But uh, yeah. just funny memory, funny memory. And then I guess so the other like plot line that's going on in this episode is that like Culber and Saru are trying to get the crew of Discovery to get along better. Well, um, and this is this is like it feel this is also the origin of what's the name of the ship? Computer? Oh, uh, of Zora. Yeah. So the so the, the Zora the ship that has trauma uh, is like first kind of introduced in this episode. Where like the the ship starts like talking funny to Saru, yeah, in like a different voice and like and suggesting acting, like, like non traditional personality, things. yeah, yeah. That basically like yeah, like Saru is like you know everyone's very tense and like Tilly and Stamets are mad at each other and like how do I get everyone to like get over it and basically like the the ship is just like they need like time off. And so you should just like have like a like movie night and like have everyone sit down for just like a nice dinner with no work talk. Which is honestly like kind of insulting to the character that like Saru hasn't thought of that because it, she basically of just, just like says giving like everyone a day off. Yeah, she's basically just like give them shore leave is basically what she's saying. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, huh? I never so, thought about that. They people would want a break. <laughs> right. From like the super stressful job, yeah. And so they they like all sit down to dinner, and like it's nice for a little bit, and then it all kind of like everyone kind of blows up at each other. Well, because because earlier Tilly and Stamets have been having like a fight about yeah. Because I think because Saru told Stamets like you need to like find some like he orders him to like start working on figuring out a way to like use the spore drive without it being dependent on just one person, right? Like, if something happens to Stamets, we still need to be able to use the spore drives. Like, we need some sort of backup. Well, he got, because he got injured pretty bad in a recent jump, and, like, that's why he's, he's like, suffering this trauma of, like, this of this yeah. thing happening, you know? Yeah. And so, like, Tilly's like, oh, I've actually, like, started working on this, and I have some ideas, and Stamets, like, snaps at her. It's very rude to her, her, yeah. She's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then me, and then also, like, there, you know, when the ship crashed after flying into the future, like that also like kind of messed up, like it. Yeah, Detmer got Detmer. Like, really shaken up by that. Yeah, and so then that all kind of comes to a head, where people are kind of like asking Detmer to do something she doesn't want to do, and then she starts like trying to make a haiku about like Stamets <laughs> almost dying, and then yeah, and then, like that it's causes a weird scene. That ca- that that scene that that causes a fight between Tilly and and Stamets, and then yeah. everybody like leaves the table. Um, yeah. And, and between, like, Stamets and Detmer, because basically, like, Stamets is, 
like they both kind of think that the other one like Stamets is just like this ship couldn't go anywhere without me and like you know I'm the most important person on the ship and Detmer's like I'm the one who flies the thing like yeah and like I have like every time I like step up to my job I like am taking the lives of everyone on the ship into my hands and like that's very stressful and then Tilly is just like both of you like are <laughs> shut up <laughs> yeah like both of you just get over yourselves like we're all going through a tough time right now like I mean, obviously, I don't think that, like, Detmer should be making haikus about Stamets almost dying. But but I did think she raised a couple of good points about how, like, maybe this is just me projecting my annoyance with Stamets onto. Yeah. The, but it's just like, like Stamets is the problem. But she's just because she's like basically just like you're you just think you're you just always like to act like such a martyr like you're so much important more important than everyone else and i'm like is i feel like that's true but maybe that's just me being like i don't like him like um yeah because i find him very annoying and i like and i like detmer detmer is like one of the few characters on the show that i really like so I, again not that i think she should be making weird poems about stanitz's blood but the that that scene just kind of like ends and stirs like oh man i, I really beefed it you know um, yeah everyone kind of storms off and then like Michelle Yeoh is just like <laughs> that was funny and like takes a bottle of wine and leaves. Well, and then and then like this seems to be resolved very quickly because like it was resolved while Saru is still sitting at the table. Like because Saru is still at the table. That's yeah, that's right. He's at the same t- and then like Tilly and Stamets come back in. And this yeah, and this drove me nuts because like it's just one of those things where it's just like nobody acts like a human being or like a, or an alien being or whatever on the show because because like. Uh, I, something else. The, the last thing that happens between like Adira and and Michael is that like Adira is like I remember how to get to Starfleet now, and then they give uh, the coordinates to Michael, and then Michael's like, "Oh, this is really cool." And like as she's saying that, Adira just grabs a cello and starts just, like, playing walks it, walks over like, and starts playing a cello in the middle of their conversation. Yeah. And I'm just like, "That's not how people act. That's just not a like like again. It's just one of those things where it's like clearly they wanted to show Adira doing this because earlier we saw that Tal knows how to play the cello because because once Gray gets the Tal symbiote, yeah, because there's something that Gray also like couldn't do until yeah. he was joined. Yeah, and again, it's like if you want to do that. Like when 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 my wife wants to play the piano while I'm working in 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 our office, like where which is where our piano is, like she says, "Do you mind if I play the piano?" And I'm not yeah. saying like everybody has to do that just the way that my wife and I do, but it's just like that's just not. You don't usually it's like it's not like it's not even like you're you're even like a guitar and you're kind of like doing some small finger picking. It's like playing the cello is like. That's a full yeah, body like, activity. Yeah, like a stance and like pick it up. Yeah, like, like you're using all your hands. <laughs> yeah, right. And but they just start doing that like while they're talking, and I'm just like, that's weird. Like and and the same thing happened. Kind of, where it's just like, there's not not been any scene. Not not that I love scenes where like people have to talk to Stamets about his feelings on the show because I don't. But like, just like after this huge fight, then Tilly comes back and is like. Hey, sorry, Saru, that like we did that, and then they both, and then and then Stamets comes back, and they're both like, "Hey, let's be friends." And it's like, well, what what happened between you fighting about this? And it's like, you know, obviously, like I have done things where like I felt bad about them later, and then apologized, and like I didn't have to have a conversation with somebody else. But like even that, it's like there's there's no there's no. But even that, I feel like you like start out by acknowledging it because <laughs> he comes out and he's just like, so why don't we work on like the dark matter thing? And she's like, I think that'd be nice. <laughs> there's like, yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no space at all of them 
realizing that what they've done is unacceptable or like anything like yeah and then yeah you do have like a, i think a decent scene between culber and and detmer but then at the end then like you then like detmer sees culber and then culber's just like or detmer sees stamets and detmer's just like stamets just like i'm gonna hug you now you know you know it's it, i don't know it just felt like it was just yeah. like them being like, "Oh no, we ran out of time." Like, like you could have yeah. done more of that and less of like the stuff under the weird in the weird trill pool. But in my opinion, Delson, did you think about like the the end of this episode is just basically an episode of the Orville, but not as good? Oh, where they just like all like sit down for movie night? Yeah, it's just like that feels very like Seth MacFarlane, like his thing of like, well, I know the best thing to do now would be to reference like some twentieth century pop culture, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> But like they're just, they're doing it on this show, which just feels very out of place. Yeah. Also, I mean, like, so full disclosure, I don't think I've ever seen anything with Buster Keaton other than like like the one sort of shot where like the the barn falls down and like yeah. he's standing in the window or whatever. Is is he really like the like height of comedy? Like like is he like the because like they're when they're like down like everyone's watching it like you know there there's like some conversations between main characters, but like. Everyone in the crew is like uproariously They're laughing out gut, loud yeah. nonstop through the whole thing. I'm just like, I don't know that that would be the reaction to like a Buster Keaton film now, much less like 900 years in the future. Yeah, like I, I don't know. Like, is it really that funny? <laughs> like, not saying that he wasn't good, but I feel like comedy changes over time. Yeah, well, I've never seen a full movie. Like, I've seen a lot of like compilations, and like, I do think he's funny. I, I think, I think honestly, like, what I'm almost more impressed by him now is like not the comedy, but like the the chutzpah of like the stunts he was doing. You know, where it's like there's like a uh-huh. there's a real like I think still a kind of like unparalleled like technical aspect of like a lot of what he was doing that is like very impressive. You know, but like, sure. but yeah, I I think it's like I think he is still funny from what I've seen of him. But I agree with you. I've not really seen very much of of him at all. That yeah, you're right. It's just like not. It doesn't matter. Like like there are some people who like won't watch black and white movies. You know, like like because like they're old. Like yeah, you know, like yeah. It's like I I, I do find it hard. I I understand why the computer recommended it because she she basically says like it's silent. You don't have to have any cultural context for like jokes or anything. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, like it's just kind of that slapstick like sort of base instinct of just like that's funny yeah although you know it also seems like the kind of thing where data might watch it and be like what is the, what is funny about this you know but like yeah but yeah it does it does seem like the idea that it would be like this incredible unifier for like all these different people does seem a little bit like again it just feels like a thing where like maybe the orville would handle that a little better i don't know not, not that i think yeah, that stuff is really good on the orville that, either but like, like idealizing like a very specific like bit of culture that that Seth MacFarlane likes. Someone on the writing staff really likes. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I had the same same kind of thought. But yeah, so I don't know, man. Did not care for it. Yeah, it does. I, I guess I didn't even really think about like how many of your specific buttons it, it manages to hit. Yeah. As far as a Discovery episode goes. Yeah. One day we'll watch like the premiere of season three or we'll watch like the... I was about to say, yeah, I feel like there are like pretty good discovery episodes out there it's unfortunate we haven't gotten any of them yet i don't think. yeah we'll watch the premiere of season three or we'll, we'll watch like the the time loop episode of season one or something like that and i'll be like yeah, yeah. so it's pretty good you know so well thank you everybody for listening we come out every other week next week we are going to talk about a tng episode that i don't think either of us remember called so it could be good or it could be bad i don't know 
It's called Evolution. It's uh, the premiere of season three of TNG. So excited to watch that. In the meantime, you can check us out on Twitter at Contracts. You can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com or you can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. You can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There is Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There is That's Not How Science Works, which is a science pop culture podcast. And there is Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. So you can check any of those folks out, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.